be prepared. Welcome to the Speaking of explicit, <laughs> me. it never ceases to amaze me that we start off every single show with the word bong. Balls? I think I did it once, and then like it was just like, did you really just do that? Yeah, no, Josh, like, yeah. you started a trend, and now you don't even participate anymore. I don't. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, with me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nerdtastic in 3D, episode number 35. Holy crap. I know. We are a, a podcast of entertainment industry veterans talking about anything and everything that we find entertaining and or... Tres cinco. Nerdy. Yeah, three five. That's not, <laughs> you are that's not even the right Spanish. Three five. Treinte. I got told Treinte. by a Spanish-speaking Trente. friend that I'm Trente doing cinco. it wrong. Cinco. By, yes, by Adam, Adam, the whitest Spanish-speaking no. Four years in high school, suckers. By a legitimately... <laughs> Mexican person, I was told you're not saying Mexican. Right. <laughs> so thank you so much for tuning in and uh, checking us out. My name is Jason Carter. I'm Jack Geckler. Adam McFarlane. Josh Zabrot. And we have a very special guest. Yeah. Guest. Yeah. Someone joining us uh, with a wealth of knowledge and an exciting project that we can't wait to talk about. Mr. Derek Friesenborg. Hello, everyone. Friesenborg. Friesenborg. Kind of sounds Swedish when you say it that way. Exactly. Yeah, it actually has a Scandinavian influence. It's oh. it's from near. It's the northernmost part of Germany. Much like mm. IKEA. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a small town called Gretzel. That actually there is a windmill with my name on it no. in this town. Was really? it assembled by Derek? Alan? Not Derek. Oh, unfortunately, <laughs> your full no. name. The, yeah, Derek. the Derek windmill. No, there's a Friesenborg windmill. I have a picture. Do you have a picture of it? Oh, very. Cool. Not on me, but <laughs> I keep it in your wall. Oh, yeah. Fancy that. Yeah. Look at this. Interesting. You know, if you go to Bakersfield, there's a burning tractor with Carter written on it. Yeah. <laughs> Still that's burning. A true, that's day. a true story. Has been for the last six generations. Wow, uh, Derek, thank like you so much for coming on the Simpsons. show, my oh, friend. My pleasure. Thank you, Derek. You uh, have had an incredibly uh, fun and exciting history in the uh, entertainment world. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, should I should I start with just just the entertainment aspect? Start of it at the no, windmill. Start, start, start at the windmill. Start at the windmill. You came out with an Allen wrench in hand. <laughs> you started assembling the city. <laughs> You went um, to your local IKEA, <laughs> exactly. But there was a, you know, page five and four were stuck together. So after a while, building you, you got just missed. get rid of the instructions. Yeah. Yeah. you can kind of figure you it out. You just eyeball it by then. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, I grew up on the East Coast. I was born uh, in Delaware, and I grew up in suburban Maryland. And uh, a uh, sort of bucolic upbringing, you know, it was nice swimming holes, stuff like that. Love swimming and, holes. And uh, I was always very artsy growing up. So. Um, Eventually, yeah, I went to art school. I went to Red Island School of Design. And uh, before that, actually, I lived in Europe for a little bit. Um, mm. My dad works for IBM, and uh, he had an assignment over there. So I lived over there, like, halfway through my junior year, my senior year in high school. I was I was in Europe. Whereabouts um, in wow. Europe? In, in Waterloo, Belgium, where, where Napoleon was defeated. Wow. So you yeah. literally moved, though, like, during high school, like, hey, we're moving was, to another yeah, country. Yeah, it was kind of funny because <laughs> my rough. my. Well, yeah, like my parents really were cool about it. They're like, is this cool with you? And, oh, and they I, did really ask I you. I managed like, hey. to actually have the wherewithal to recognize how cool it would be. So Not a lot like, of kids would have. Like the whole, family, the whole family up and moved. 
Yeah, but my sister and my my brother are older than me. They were actually already in college. So suddenly I was an only child, which was oh. kind of a, it, like our family went through this different dynamic. Oh. And also it was cool. Like we got along so much better when we went over there. Because first of all, I could drink legally. That's so <laughs> Very awesome. suddenly I could drink legally. <laughs> did they so, tell you or did you figure no, it out yeah, on your no, own? <laughs> it all kind of came out. And uh, and I remember the first night out, my mom was just uh, – she was just wanted to me for me not to go out. And she was just like, well, you know, just, just have a good time and be responsible. And uh, and I came back just hammered. <laughs> so, and she was waiting up for me and uh, like in her nightgown. And I was like, hey, what's up, mom? And uh, she was like, you smell like a brewery. And I was like, that's because I'm drunk. And, that's why uh, this country's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Victory. Side thing really quick. That was kind of like similar the first time I was when I was 21. And like uh, my mom hadn't seen me drunk since I'd been 21. And I was like the day after. And I came home and I from a bar that was right down the street. And I just came in and I shut the door a little bit harder than you know normal. Yeah. And she's just like, are you drunk? And I just replied with, Yep, and there's <laughs> nothing you can do about it now. And I just like walked into my room, so. and I'm going to my bedroom. Exactly. So but, continue. Sorry, but but the cool thing was is like so my dad and I would go and have beers and play snooker for a couple hours. Oh, like awesome. I was like bonding I, with my parents in a way you could not do over here. I have you know? zero clue what snooker is. It is European pool. Yeah, huh. is that the one with the little uh, little little pegs that you bounce around? <laughs> That's your grandma's pool. <laughs> so no, no, um, no. It's it's uh, it's sort of more like straight pool, but it's it's got like like Huge a lot table. more balls. It's the size of an aircraft carrier. Yeah, the, you the like you have massive. to use the the uh, yeah. you know the bridge, which everyone frowns upon. You're not cool if you do, but um, anyway, we'd play that. We play pool, and um, so it was good. We had a good bonding experience over there, and uh, I had a great experience at it was a nice school that ibm paid for all this and it, i had a very good art teacher who encouraged me to go to art school as opposed to oh, wow. liberal arts school that i think i kind of still am thankful for because that's sort of what helped me go so prior to going i mean you were artistic but it wasn't really maybe your where you were headed till you I, yeah went over there? it's like i was i just didn't know that you could do that in a way like i love drawing and painting and stuff like that and i just was like well i'll go be an architect i guess i don't know right. i don't know what you can do and uh, no that's what i why i wanted to be an architect yeah it's funny so so that was good, and, and then, uh, you know, I, I went to RISD, and that was um, a fantastic experience. They didn't have an animation program, really. It was – I was an illustration major, and um, either illustration or film majors could do animation as, like, a focus. So I made I made two films while I was there, two animated films, like, traditionally. Very good. They're, wow. they're, um, they're not very good. But, uh, <laughs> but I, you know – No student but you did, no. But you did them. But I did them, yeah. Yeah, and was, that's and that was, the battle. And the, the thing was, and this has sort of influenced me a great deal since then, is that – I loved, like, the process of making a film, like, my own film. And um, I remember, like, thinking, this, like, after I left college, I'm like, well, hopefully within the next couple of years I'll make another one, like, in my own time. And I just didn't because you get so busy with your stuff. Right, right, and, right. Uh, so it's um, leading up to what I'm doing now. It's, like, an incredibly gratifying thing because to continue, like, with my career, basically, I, I got – I moved out here and there was really no work to be had. I worked in a video game. All right. what, I worked. What, I worked at a video. What store. year was that? When it was ninety three. I graduated from from college in ninety three. So okay, everyone's like doing the math. No, I was doing the math. <laughs> One of my favorite artists, uh, Shepard Ferry. Who yeah, did he was the year before me. Ah, that's what I went to RISD. Yeah, that's where the whole phenomenon of the Andre, Andre face the Giant. and the what? It's all over my house. I have his art. Obey, now. obey, obey, Giant. Obey Giant. Where like in your house? Uh, scattered. I'm scattered. Nope. Tell me specifically where, because I'm visualizing. But he went right to now. he went to he went to RISD. He was a year before me at, at awesome. RISD. I'm not uh, kidding. Nobody actually. I'm not joking. Nobody knew this besides me, 
But I have it in my notes that there's a very specific story that you have about this man that I'm supposed to uh, inquire about. About Shep Ferry? Yes. Oh, oh, there was a story. I have a couple, but uh, oh, one, I was I didn't one, know that. One, I'm throwing out there's there's just because there's said one that actually, I don't think it. There's one I've told is <laughs> entirely inappropriate, and yes. we really want to hear so that. So completely one. appropriate. And that's Did you hide this part from me? Because yes. you know, all right, well, I'll tell uh-huh, one. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> I'll tell one. And you tell me if I need to tell. Bravo, sir. One. Okay, fair enough. All right, so Shep Ferry at this time. I just sorry, real quick. Can to catch these two up on maybe who he is? Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't kidding about the Obama. The Obama hope. All those campaigns. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. him. Okay, but he—he he he was a big he's street artist. He's a street, he does, yeah, like, like gorilla. Gr- so wait, yeah. where in your Obey. house? I'm not kidding. Where? Where's the pictures? Like that? They're currently that in wall? the guest room. They're currently in the guest room. There are some. No, the the Hello Kitty one that's up there. Okay, believe it or not, he did that based okay. on his other print work. Okay. And he did the Obey Andre the Giant massive. He started with all this Andre I'm the Giant stuff. I'm a huge fan, needless to say. Yeah, that's, his stuff's really well, very the, cool. He's kind of this genius thing he did, and it started at when I was a freshman at RISD. He was a sophomore. Where he would just put up, and I, it's funny, I have one of those stickers on my desk right now because I was just looking at sticker sizes for our two the cop stuff. I have the original Andre the Giant. Has <laughs> that's <a> awesome. <laughs> but it's, it's this nonsensical sticker that's a picture of Andre the Giant. It says, you know, seven foot two, 560 pounds, Andre the Giant has a posse. And you're like, what's the posse? Like, I want to know more. <laughs> and so like, it sort of raises these questions that have no answers. And so he wanted to put it out there and see if he could just have start handing them out and like, have people just start to have, like what, what is this about buzz? like a buzz over nothing and <laughs> um so it's this kind of artistic kind of concept that went beyond the art itself and um and he went so far as to the the mayor of Sian- uh, of providence uh buddy sianzi who was a very corrupt mayor he um he'd done jail time and then he was the mayor again and um how's that possible america <laughs> that's a side america it's, it's a that's a whole nother thing <laughs> that's a whole nother it's story. amazing what he did and still be was mayor it's really awful um <laughs> but um america but uh he uh so he had a huge billboard in downtown providence right. and um it was of, of buddy Cianci who has a horrible toupee with his jacket thrown roguishly over his shoulder and sort of waving like vote, you know vote for me i'm i'm corrupt <laughs> and uh and um and in the middle of the night like it was a huge billboard in the middle of the night um uh, Shep Ferry made like this like 12 by 12 foot size version of the Andre the Giant face on on rolling paper like like, like huge. the, the like wallpaper pe- like big pieces and he put it over Buddy Cianci's face on this billboard, and it matched perfectly. So it really looked like Andre the Giant was like, vote for me. <laughs> and it was like, I remember walking down the class. I was like, that is unbelievable. Like, I just and laughed my you, ass and off. You, because, did you know instantly? I, well, I, I, I knew it was the guy. I, I, I didn't know Shep Ferry or anything at the time. Oh, okay. I only like, met okay. him once or twice. But like, I was like, holy shit, that guy really went for it. The sticker <laughs> guy with Andre the Giant. And apparently That's Buddy Cianci awesome. just hired some private eyes to walk around school and talk to all the dumb art students like, hey, I think that's really funny. Who did that? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, so he got ratted out like immediately. Like in a suit? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They had like the earpieces and stuff like, hey, I'm We're an artist. We're this school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, so Shep Ferry got brought before Buddy Cianci. Wow! And like and was like you know, and he just had to do community service, so it was not <laughs> not anything horrible. Wasn't but like he got busted cinder blocks and thrown out. And no, 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 nothing, mm-hmm. nothing like that. No let shoes. Like that. <laughs> that's not the story. Or is that the story? Yeah. I, I don't know the story. I just have heard that it is a particularly good story. I think that's and true. I don't mean to put you on the spot if you're not. Oh, you got to tell me. Well, there's this other. I'm thing. a fan, so I, and I've yeah. met him a few times too. So yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. Well, I just I just know that it, that same year he was dating a freshman girl who whose dorm room. When you were wa- approaching the, on the green, the second floor was kind of visible. You could see in mm. from oh, the so green. So it was like a slope down to that. Okay. Yeah, slope down underneath. And 
you know, you could spot this at this one moment uh, a young gentleman's white ass bobbing up and down <laughs> through the window. <laughs> and that gentleman was Chef Ferry. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm sure everybody him. has a different story about him. That's possibly the best one yeah. I've ever heard. <laughs> High five there. So that's, five. those are my two Chef Ferry. I, I, don't, I, I know I met him once because my friend um, actually went skateboarding with him when we first went there. He was a skater too. And so I, I met him once or twice. I don't think he would have any idea who I was. But now he'd want to. That's, Kill me that's for the butt bobbing story. No, no, absolutely not. Wait, that's what did you call it? Butt bobbing story. Butt bobbing. Yeah, because okay. I've read, I've read those stories. I've read about the the. So I was, I was, I, it was one of those things. I'm like, I'm never gonna ever meet anybody who was around school in that time. Because you read it and you're like, well, how much of this is like really was happening at school? And it was really cool because I remember thinking how how like. We all were like, cool. I want You'd start to be like, oh, I saw a sticker in in, uh, in North Carolina. Like everyone was like, oh, I saw one here. I it saw one here. A big thing, yeah. And um. And I think the most interesting thing was I had a friend who was going to the School of Visual Arts, like a year and a year later, he was like, "Yeah, have you seen those Andre the Giant things?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." And he's like, um, "I was like, yeah, this guy at my school." He's like, "No, it's a guy at my school." And I was like, oh, "No, it's it. not." And he's like, "Yeah, he said he started it." And I was like, "He's a liar." <laughs> <laughs> but the cool thing is, I think Shep Ferry would like that. Yeah, like I think that's part of it. I've it's seen like some like speeches yeah, even. yeah. He's big on just the growing. Like it just that. becomes its own thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know, know if you guys know I invented pizza. <laughs> I, I, I'm top. You know, I know, right? Son of a bitch. That's amazing. That's the, very cool, though. Uh, very very cool. Thin crust or deep dish. A uh, deep dish. All right, great. That was, Both. That was, sorry, we got totally sidetracked. So you were saying, so you were uh, you were in school, went to art school. Yes. 93, came Nin- out to L.A. And came out to L.A., and there wasn't much work, and I um, I actually worked as an extra for a little bit. And I, can, oh. I can be seen in Forrest Gump. I saw the uh, photo, <laughs> that, <laughs> that photo which I'm going to try to post and get it up yeah. on our Facebook page. is amazing. Yeah. Just sort of like I was, I was really trying hard to show my profile because <laughs> my back was to the camera. Like, what the director's like, yeah. turn and, uh, around. Yeah, yeah. But it's like you can you can actually kind of make me out there. And um, Are you like guy number four? It's it's Yeah, I'm like it's just the back throw. It's when he comes in it's and there's the, shot, the racist guy. I'm right there. You, you are right there. Me, and I'm there for a while. It's kind of fun. <laughs> if you, if you know to look for me, you're like, that's still him. He's still there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... It's when he, the they let the first two black students into Alabama University, right. and there's the racist guy oh, yeah. talking about coons. He's like, "Oh, we swept him off the porch." So you're you're lined up. So if I made a judgment the call about guy. you, you'd be on the side of the racist guy. Apparently, well, I'm in the, I'm in the audience, so I don't know. You I, don't know what side you're on. I don't know. I'm not cheering anyone. Okay. I know that. So you weren't like high fiving your bro next to you, being like, "Yeah, no, 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 racism." No. I, I they dress me as a very conservative white gentleman, so I oh. assume I am not for those students. <laughs> So, but I, I didn't really, as a person I am so today, I, mean, you I am not racist. Yeah, you didn't no. dive into the deeper, you know, psyche of your character and really. No, get I was into the... actively trying to get my face visible on camera. <laughs> that was my only motivation. Awesome. Um, so I did that, and then I worked in a video store. And um, natural segue, yeah. Which mm-hmm. uh, honestly, Rocket Video on Lebre. It was <laughs> Video Tech. No, yeah, Video Tech, which is gone now. There's a lot of stories about that store, but it was gone. Um, it was right across from. Um, it was next to Book Soup on Sunset, where Sunset. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, like, and Holloway, right? Meet uh, like across from another from Tower Records, and um, it's a great shit job. It's like if you're into movies, you know, you get free rentals. That was cool because a lot of celebrities came in, and um, hmm. I was so psyched to get like this five dollar an hour job. <laughs> because I wasn't, I didn't have any. You didn't have any job. <laughs> and actually, and actually, when when we first came out, we we. Um, well, I can get into it later, but we we um we had this sort of slight ongoing thing with Hanna Barbera, who were interested in in our two headed cop project back then, 
Wow. And, um, so that project's been with you a while. Since, since college, yeah. Wow. Um, so, wow. So at first we were out there, we were like, cool, this might be made into a series right out of college. We're millionaires. Yeah. And then it was like, could I please have this video store job at $5 an hour? It was please. like, but even then, by that point, it was just like, Isn't it was that the such Hollywood a victory. dream. Like the same day, like me and my, my friend Brian, who was like the co creator of Two at a Cup, we just went, well, I guess we'll just go out looking for jobs. I don't know. And like we went out the same day he came back with a job at a deli for $5. And, I did, and we were both walking distance. We were like, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. We made, made it. it. We made love mo- Hollywood. Movies and free food. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, basically. So, um, <laughs> so and then from there I I, uh, I got into uh, basically into video games. I worked at Activision and for a while I was kind of more just interface design. I'd gotten a little bit away from animating when and uh, and I so I made a point at Activision of getting back into that. I animated on Pitfall 3D. I don't know for nice. the for the PlayStation One maybe I don't know. <laughs> I love your question mark. Yeah. <laughs> what? <Exactly. laughs> um, and then and then from there I like I I, I wanted to get into movies so i really worked hard on a reel like i was working long hours and i'd just stay after and i made this reel up out of all the pitfall hairy animations i had to do i made this sort of like linear storyline montage yeah and um so i got to disney on dinosaur Um, wow yes well that was still pretty early though in 3d i mean were you doing it and you were doing it in 3d yeah but funnily enough so when i was at activision the program i worked in was 3d studio version 4 which was this horrible thing that didn't have IK. Like, I did, I did like, four. standing cycles with all FK legs Oof. and stuff. Because that would have been really before bizarre. Power Animator, even, I think. Yeah. It was okay. really, and so when I, went to, when, when I went to Disney, they were training people on soft image, which I liked. I thought that was good. So it was cool. I got to Disney. I didn't know how to use the program. They, mm-hmm. like, trained me for three weeks. I got paid to be trained. Or paid to be trained. <laughs> And uh, pain to be trade. Yeah, yeah I like that any variation. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's my band's name. Actually, <laughs> um, I love them. Yeah, that's a stage name. Yeah. Um, so and then from from there, like I, um, I I sort of took a break and like worked some freelance projects, and then um, sort of ended up ultimately at uh, at Sony ImageWorks, which is where I spent most of my time, like learning my my craft and. Um, I started there on Harry Potter, um, the first one. I read that, and I, for me in particular, I had no idea because so much of it, you know, since in the later movies, all was in London. Yeah, studios. Well, I had no idea was, Sony had yeah. done any work on. And it, it was, and it, that was when it was Sony, Rhythm and Hughes, and a few others. And we were, it was weird. Like there were sequences even that were divided up. Like, right, right. Yeah. Hook up with it was really messy. Yeah, and it was not. It was. It wasn't. I think. And a that's well, back when continuity was not. <laughs> no, and you look at it now, and it's, there's some rough stuff in there. But um, um, did you work on all of them? No, after the them? first one. Well, they took the work to London. Yeah, they didn't. After want, the first one, they were like pretty much. I don't America. think they were happy with him. No. <laughs> I don't want to name names. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, I don't think they. I don't think the the oh, studio quality. was happy with with the work. Harry got pissed and pulled the work. Yeah. Basically. What were you? What Harry were you animating Potter? on that? That I I was kind of lucky because I got to touch, not literally. <laughs> well, let's just say I got to animate on different animals and creatures and stuff like that. But um, uh, so I I did one shot of the three headed dog, one shot Very of the cool. of the of the troll mm. in the bathroom, and one shot of the centaur. And um, oh, nice. there's like a sort of horror stories around most of those. But like, uh, <laughs> well, the centaur I did this. He was walking over the roots of the tree and talking at the same time. It's this long convoluted right, right. thing, and they kept changing the dialogue on me. It went on yeah. and on and on. And finally, I get it done, and I was, like, pretty happy with it. And it turns out that the the director um, 
after all this, just didn't like the way the model looked. Not the animation. <laughs> Nothing to do with what you were doing. But the model. I'm I'm pretty sure that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they're like, he just decided that once you added the fur to the centaur, his legs looked too short. So to solve that problem, they put bushes in front of all of the animation. <laughs> oh, like CG me. bushes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. still do shit like that's that. It's like <laughs> someone doing like the best makeup job. And then they do an over the shoulder from like behind. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and the, there's a funny story that where the um, there was an older gentleman who was uh, the 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 lead for um, Fluffy, the three headed dog. Right. And uh, he um, he decided he thought it'd be cool. He was mentioning saying this to somebody. He's like, you know what? We should come up with a nickname for our team, the the Fluffy team. Let's call ourselves the Fluffers. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> And someone had to pull that old man aside and tell him like that. <laughs> it was a separate conversation. <laughs> yeah. oh, no. That might he not work. legitimately thought he was clever. Yeah, or... no, he was really well, excited. And he's like, yeah, oh, yeah. He's no. like, oh, we, oh, we can't do that. Ah. <laughs> Damn you, porn industry. Yeah. <laughs> Damn you again. You take all the good names. You're so <laughs> great, but damn. <laughs> so I want to take a quick, quick step back. Yes. So this video store, your first job, your, yes. five, your $5 an hour job. Yes. yes. Was this like a like kind of a famous little video store, like a Hollywood kind There's of like... A lot of celebrities would come in there because it was on Sunset. Um, right. That, like yeah. Winona Ryder would come in. Did she steal with, shit? <clears throat> no, she was there. It was when she was dating Dave Perner from that band that I forget. And, <laughs> that uh, band. <laughs> and, uh, they would come in and she was, she had, she had the real short hair at the time. I remember just like being smitten. That was her with best her. look. Yeah. And, uh, Elizabeth Montgomery from, from, um, Bewitched All right. came in oh, wow. and she was, she was like 70 something. She was absolutely lovely. Like, like even at that age, even at that age, she looked, looked amazing. Oh. She was very nice. Rhoda came in. I recognize her from her voice. <laughs> nice. wow. I was like, no, it's and then, Harper. And then there was, there's also one particular, a, there was the best star setting I've ever had yeah. in my life. I definitely want to hear that store. And that was basically, this is a, a, a strange, <clears throat> that, that video store had a lot of weird side currents that. to it. But one was, um, <laughs> the, uh, the Sultan of Brunei. The richest man in the world bought all of his laser discs. Laser discs. Yes, laser discs. You rented laser discs. Yes, laser discs and videotapes, video cassette tapes from Videotech on Sunset. And I know you don't know where I'm going with this, but I am going to. No, wait. no. What? I, I, well, this is, hold on. This is okay, getting so, even better. Okay, so he could have got. I mean, he could have bought could like have a bought, laser disc factory. Yes, have some shit direct, but, but he, he went would, to you guys. He would send his followers. I don't know what you call them. His underlings. To the store once a month to spend about ten grand on laser discs and what Did have you. Did you have a tip which jar. kept the video store open? And I'm one sure. time a prince came through there. And I I didn't know it, but all of a sudden all these people suddenly just stopped talking and stared at this one guy, and I was like, "What's <laughs> happening?" And they're exactly. like, "That's the prince. prince. They, got, they they can't say anything until he talks to them." And this all was like I in think, the middle of the video store. All I think is coming to America. Exactly. And there's people throwing yeah. roses down on the floor like yeah. Prince Akeem. Yeah, and you're just yelling at him. Like, yeah. dude, are you going to get anything? Like, you know, just like, <laughs> yeah, you know. move. I got to put these video tapes back. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so the Sultan of Brunei <clears throat> would come himself uh, to the U.S. What once the a year. That is insane, by the way. And, and, uh, and he decided this time that he was going to visit, um, not the video store, but he was going to meet up with the video store owner who was originally from the Middle East. Okay. Was, and, um, and. It's also happened that Sultan Brunei was pals with Michael Jackson, who sure. also would send his underlings to our video store to buy his laser discs <laughs> once a month. It was like this weird. We're thing the of, only store selling. I don't know. Discs. It's where it was a good selection. It was a very good selection. And now, when like, you say Michael would send his underlings, yes, 
His minions. Uh, yeah, no, it'd be a it'd be a black fan. <laughs> <laughs> full full of kids dressed not, as Peter Pan. Not yet. It'd be a black fan. Now this was this was nineteen ninety four. This was at the absolute height of media hysteria about Michael Jackson's first molestation charges with the, the little guy that ultimately was paid off twenty mil to drop it. Whoa. This is yes. when this is okay. this was yeah. going crazy right now. So one day I'm walking I can walk to the video store, I'm walking up and um, I see with your deli sandwich from your roommate. Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay. No, you know what I had for lunch when I worked at the video store? I would walk up to the gas station and get the two hot dogs for a dollar. Yeah, and, and sit on a bus bench and eat it, and then head back. That well, boy, <laughs> Hollywood living. Yeah. Um, so you made it. So I'm walking up, and the the assistant manager. Who's Louis, this guy Louis, who was of course it is. Louis from the Middle his East. His name is Louis Line. He's the son of Adrian Line, the director who did um, uh, Fatal Attraction. Oh, wow. And, he, went, uh, he went places. Well, he was a commercial <laughs> director and he's doing it just to have a schedule. He's like, I'm kind of bored and I just need something to do. So he was working at this video store. It's a very odd place to work. But um, so I walk up and I see him turning people away. And I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, yeah, listen. Hey, uh, hey. Michael Jackson is coming to the store tonight, and we have to keep it empty so he can walk around freely and not feel any weird pressure from and other just, and just touch whatever normal he wants. people. He can just he yeah, can just balls out. <laughs> and, uh, if he shows up naked, he yeah, can literally caress And by the anything. way, those have to come down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna you in your birthday suit. So no, that wasn't said. We were we were we were, could wear our clothes. It wasn't um, said, but it wasn't was said, but implied. It was implied. But I'm sure, regardless. Even if you're not a fan of his music or anything else, I'm sure you were still like, holy oh, shit, I was Michael like, holy Jackson's shit, Michael Jackson's going to be in the store, and I'm wearing this shirt. You know, like, <laughs> no, but it was sort of like, it was it not was, even going to want to touch me. Yeah. He's so not, I'm not even I'm, asking for I'm it. I'm like 12 years too old for this guy. Exactly. So, um, Shame on. So, anyway, I go into the store. Everyone's sort of like, you know, there's, I think, just three of us, and the manager was there. And, um, and I'm just like, we had this sort of area behind the counters where there was a table where we'd all just kind of wait, you know, and like sort through videotapes. Do that kind of crap. Down. Yeah. At the end of the night, there'd be beer there. I just thought you know? clerks. Clerks came to my head. You two sit in the back talking about a stuff. Yeah, there was a lot of that kind of stuff going on. And um, and so I honestly, like, I just suddenly realized, sort of like the way a cat is suddenly in the room, and you don't, you're like, hey, it's a cat. It was like, <laughs> Michael Jackson was there. I didn't even remember him coming in, but he's like, he had his hat on, and um, he had five o'clock shadow. And um, the, the, I didn't think that was possible. That was the Jackson. most shocking thing. Well, not the most, but that was uh, <laughs> the story is going to go yeah. on, and it's going to get <laughs> but, shocking. But, but he, the weird thing about it was that he didn't like, like I wouldn't thought of it. I wouldn't have thought anything of him. Like if he was in a crowd, he wouldn't have stood out. Because you know, some celebrities they pop. Like there's a reason they're famous. Like I would not giving him a second look. It was weird, and um, maybe he has some sort of cloaking thing that probably that oxygen tank that's one of his powers yeah but um so anyway he was walking around and after a while he was just kind of walking around like he was in the animation section for a while sitting cross-legged and just making a mess like a child like videotapes everywhere that i had to clean up and then um asshole yeah and so then at some point i sort of lost track where he was was, they started to let customers in and um i remember this one guy just he saw michael jackson he drew a stick figure of a large stick figure holding the hand of a little no and, and pointed at it smiling it's like you cannot do that right now. <laughs> and Get out uh, of the store yeah yeah and so um so the the owner uh um, wow. comes up to me he's like derek i have a favor to ask of you and i was like yes <laughs> yes mayor he had some accent i don't know what it was but uh <laughs> i didn't but, know uh, what that was <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> It sounded like you said yes, mayor, but you said yes, Amir. M e i r. Mir. Mayor. Mayor. And it was a Bostonian accent. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
It was an Italian accent. Um, but, uh, so he says, I'm give- <laughs> I've decided to give Michael Jackson all of my old beta tapes. <laughs> and I need, you to- I need you to go in the back and pack them into a box for me. And I was like... Okay, Mayor, I'll do that. And uh, and so he's like, and so he's like, I'll show you that, you know, I'll show you back. It's the back office. So I go in, and Michael Jackson is sitting behind the desk with his sunglasses on, just like a like waiting there. And the the door is closed by Mayor. I'm just in this room. So it's lo- just you and MJ. It's me and Michael Jackson in a room smaller than this. It's full like of a, beta tapes. A closet full of beta tapes that I have like to how pack many? into a box. How many things? <laughs> Three three boxes full, like a couple, like, like, like a hundred. Holy shit! Yeah. Couldn't script this shit. And I was just, and so I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Like, what am I to do? Like, like and the, and so, what should I say first? Yeah, like, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm supposed to, you know, don't look in his eyes or that kind of thing. Like, and uh, so Kalima. yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I remember I'm like up on a chair or something. It's awkward, and I can feel the heat of the lights and stuff. And I'm like. What do you say? What do you say? What do you say? You have to say something. Do and these so, pants like make so, my ass? Up yeah. There. So and I, and I also am thinking like I could really cause a stink here if I wanted to. Like, dude, I hear you like to fuck boys. You know, or like, or like, <laughs> like, or, you know it's like vertigo. Yeah. Your mind's racing. Oh in my both god! Directions. You're like, it's oh god, like, it's gonna come out. Yeah. Come out. Like really. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, and the, what I come up with. <laughs> this is our conversation. I say, <clears throat> I say, wow. I haven't seen beta tapes for a while. <laughs> and, uh, and he said, yeah. And I said, they're funny. They look like little video games. <laughs> and, he, and that made him titter. It made him laugh. He, he, went, he actually went, hee <laughs> When I said that. Oh, God. And then, and then the next thing that was said was, how do I call out from him? I think he realized this conversation had to end. And he's like, how do I dial out? Because there was a, I was like, oh. You don't need to dial nine. You can just call right out. And then I packed beta tapes silently. And I don't even remember if he called anyone. I think he just said that just so that I would stop trying this horrible line of, of conversation oh that was going nowhere. Like, none of us knew what beta to do. Beta Mac, yeah. huh? He Whoa. laughed at your exactly. jokes. I think he was maybe as nervous as I was about the whole thing. That's and so fun. I'm sure. Maybe. So okay. And then I don't even remember, like, getting out of the room or anything. It's like I woke up the next morning in my bed. I don't know what happened. The Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. What's in my stomach? Yeah. yeah. It was just really, really surreal. It was incredibly surreal. I'm surprised wow. your first question wasn't so black or white. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you, Jack. I, I don't know. Cricket. It's Cricket. like the weirdest thing to be. My head's going like a thousand different places. Like, was it cool to shoot Thriller? Or was it yeah. like, you know. And I even used to be into special effects. And I actually did makeup did for, some, for, for some. Yeah. <laughs> Some, did you yeah. go right to Captain yeah. Neo? No, for like I did some in high school. Some girls did a thriller dance, and I put you know makeup on them. Oh wow! So I was like, I could have said something like that, but of course just, your mind was going. No, nowhere. you could have just turned around and done like the helicopter or something, and really just impressed him. Right. Well, I'm sure know? the news, like you, said, I could have just flipped the table and hugged him. <laughs> that's like okay, <laughs> bring it in for the real stuff. Yeah, <laughs> let's. We were both thinking it. I'm doing it. When I was uh, upset. <laughs> House of Blues one time, and we were up in the foundation room, and I was seeing a band that I actually loved, and I was... Um, oh, you really did do this, I was guy. just, I was just beyond hammered, just just tore up, and I see the lead singer of this band, and I'm just what, like... What band? A band called Nonpoint, okay. and uh, I see the lead singer, and I just, I look at him, and I was just like, 
you're the guy from Knot Point, aren't you? And he's just like, hey, man, how you doing? And, like, shakes my hand. And, like, I always wanted to, like, you know, whenever I, I you know, I'm a musician, too. So it's like, I want to always ask, like, you know, intelligent questions. And all I said was, like, no, man, you played my favorite song. And, no, like, thanks for coming here. And I hugged him. Wow. And then I and then I and then I stepped back and then shook his hand. He goes, "No, man, I really appreciate." it. I was like, "No, like, you just you guys are so great." And I just became that stupid fucking wow. fan. And then I hugged him again, and I just was like shaking his hand, and I just wouldn't let go. And I just kept saying, "No, no, you guys, you don't get it. You're, you don't get, yeah, exactly. You don't, you don't get, get it. it. Like, you don't get what I'm I saying. Just, no, you guys, you don't know so how good happy. you are. I'm so happy you're. We here. should be together forever." <laughs> And then he just goes, no, thanks, man. So uh, I'm going to go over here to my friends. And I'm just like, yeah, man. Again, thanks. And I hugged him again. Three times. As he was leaving. And I hugged him again. Wow. And I left. And and we walked away. And he walked away. And I looked at my girlfriend. And I was just like, and I put my head down. I was like, how could you let me do that? And I just immediately knew I was just that guy. And it was just a You could have, Derek, been that guy. Three hugs is a little bit. I would exactly. prefer that. I feel like I really... I'm really embarrassed foul for ball. myself right now, yeah. telling the story. I would like, say Josh's is a foul ball. Yours is more of a strikeout. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you kidding? I, I, like, I, I ran whiffed. on the, he laughed, I ran on he the field he naked. Like, yeah. That was my... That's a, that's a win. Yeah. The, the, the one little coda to the story, though, that's very interesting. Uh, one was... He bought multiple copies of all the different faces of death that we had, like what? on video cassette. Yeah. That was know. a popular thing though back in the day. Faces of death. Yeah, like, he bought multiple copies. Like he's this is his like, next set of presents. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> These are my great gifts. And then I rented the, them. And then the other thing was the next really? day. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the movie uh, Solo. It's it's not, it's a European film. I don't know anything about because I didn't see it because it's apparently it's it's like horrific. It's like this, some Italian director decided to make it. He wanted to make the most disturbing movie he could, so it's this thing that's like about concentration camps and it's like young people getting you know, like horrible things happen to them. I won't even go into detail. I did like it just sounded horrible. Right on Laserdisc or on uh, it was on Laserdisc. Yeah. So of course you watched it. I did not watch it, but when I come back the next day, it's sitting on our little work table area with a post-it <laughs> on it, and it says, "Returned by Michael Jackson." And then in quotes, not his style. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude. <laughs> That's not his style. You're like, what is? Yeah. Faces of death, multiple Faces copies. of death, he held he on to. He, he knew what he was buying. You yeah. don't buy multiples of something you don't no. know what you're buying. No. That is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's a crazy story. Style. Sorry. Moving on a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we should move on. So let's, uh, sorry, I backtracked there, but I hit, we wanted to hear about no, that. No, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. So you were at Sony for how long? For nine years almost. Nine years. And yeah. pretty consistent work throughout there? Yeah. I worked um, – I, I counted it up and I – you know, there's the occasional blinker project where I like did – like I did a Harrier jet on iSpy that was never used. You know, so the little things like that. Sure. But I worked on 17 different movies or shorts or whatever while I was wow, there. Those are golden years though. That was a, Yeah. Good, those were good years at Imageworks though. Yeah. There's cool stuff. Like I worked, I worked on um, – Stuart Little 2 was a fun production to work on. No one saw it, but it was actually like we were all kind of <laughs> happy with it. You know, there's the movies that you like working on, but like they might not be good movies. And then the, and Absolutely. Then, this one, like, we thought, hey, that's a good movie for kids. And I remember just everyone being pissed, like, what? Like, what? What happened? Yeah. And then I worked on Spider-Man 2, which is another one that I was like, that was a fun experience. And it was, uh, I was happy that it was, like, a good project to work on. And um, I worked on the Matrix sequels. Hmm. 
which was okay to work on. I didn't like those movies at all. I, I really liked the first one, but um, and then um, a couple of little things. Then we got into the feature stuff, which was the thing that excited me the most. So I worked on Open Season and Surfs Up, <clears throat> and then I was uh, an animation supervisor on Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. It's uh-huh. a great movie. I love that love movie. That, that was cool. a great good movie to be a to become yeah. a soup on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that was a good experience. It was definitely a good learning experience, and. Uh, um, I that, have to. Cool. I have to say, just hope this isn't too harsh, but I, I'm not a big fan of a lot of stuff that Sony does sure. in general. But that movie for me is probably the best thing that's come out of Sony. I oh, think, cool. personally, I loved that film. Oh, really, cool. Really well, I love the. It always made me laugh in dailies. Like I love the humor of the directors, and they stay. They managed to keep it through a lot of changes. It, yeah. it was really impressive, and they were fun guys to work with. They were yeah. really, really cool guys, and so it was. That was a good experience, and I was supposed to work on Hotel T, and that kind of just went through so many changes. That's when I decided that to leave. That was talking yeah, about so, when we were there. Yeah. Hear about that. So here you are. That was there before, like open season at the same time they were doing Hotel T. Yeah. So yeah. what what time frame is it? Right around when you're thinking about leaving Sony? What what yeah. year is it? So that like that was 2009 uh, was kind of when <clears> I was on Hotel T, and, and then I I had decided like I think this will be my last project at Sony, regardless of what happens. Just I've been here for almost nine years already, and um, I was already starting to think this might so you be. You got to see the changes. You got. To I saw see lots the of changes. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah, multiple times, and it really went. I just didn't like the direction they were going in. I didn't like all the farming out to Vancouver, and and uh, um, it kind of there was a point there where it felt like quality was one of the mm. lesser mm. things <laughs> they were focused on. It was kind of a bad word, even. Um, so. Um, so Hotel T we, was kind of like a lot of guys I respected. We were all going to work together and like, hey, let's have one last project that we like we enjoy working on. And a lot of other people I knew were sort of also thinking of leaving, just not necessarily because of Sony, but because you were at that stage. And um, then Hotel T got kind of just went through all these changes that we didn't like. And so I decided, all right, well, I'm just going to move my schedule up and I'm going to quit. And, uh, and um, I'd always had this project, Two-Headed Cop, um, had been – like I mentioned before, it's something I'd had since college, and it was my my good friend Brian and I. We we came up with it back then. It was originally a part of a contest that Hanna Barbera, who was still around at the time, did, where you could enter the idea for a seven minute short, and if they liked it, they would they would make forty of them, and you could they would fly you out to California, and you would get to direct it at their studio. Wow! So it was a really cool opportunity, and um, so we came up with this with Two Headed Cop as the pitch, and um, it didn't get into the contest. They didn't like it, but um, one of the Hanna Barbera people came through while we were still at school. And we just kind of pitched it to her, and she liked it. So she said, "When you move out to LA, talk to us." And so we um, we came out, and that's when we were like, "Oh, cool! We're gonna yeah. be millionaires. We're gonna have our we own show." Talk. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and they kind of went. We went with them for a while, and ultimately, they just decided, "No, we don't like it." So. It kind of went away, but Brian and I kept coming back to it. We and um, we kept developing, it, and that was like you know ninety three. So it was like there's many years where we were like, well, let's keep keep it. And we developed it as a series, as like a half hour series. So I, I wrote a pilot script that was like thirty pages, and we 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 kept developing the characters, and we created a show bible. And like early on, like the film noir thing kind of got infused in it because I became a real fan of the genre, and it just seemed to fit really well with what we were doing. It's a really great style an aesthetic to like hang your hat on like with any project you just suddenly have um a template kind yeah, of it's a focus yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and um and it, it it was good because it 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 infused everything and like suddenly we had a a, a direction to go with some characters who might otherwise have not really 
had much direction to them. And um, so when it came time when I decided to quit, I was it, it I had become good friends with this guy Kevin Freeman who um, created this company called AnimationRigs.com. Who basically the whole idea is if you have a character design, you give it to him, and he's going to give you back with some payment. He's going to give you back an animatable 3D rig, and um, huh. and so he'll model and rig it. Everything, yeah, and um, he'll look at it and stuff, and and um, so I had told him at one point, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to do my own film, and he's like, dude, if I don't have like a, a pipeline set up for you by the time you leave, then I've failed. <laughs> he was really serious because he was like, had this pipeline he was de- developing, and I had this content that I wanted to create, and I was like, you know, it's we should get together and do this. So, um, so he's been my right hand man in terms of the the production, and it's been awesome because he's been able to spend almost all this time doing this helping me build my characters build the assets so since i i quit in sony 2010 since then um we've mostly been doing character designs and then building the characters i've been doing all you know with some other people doing all the storyboards to get the storyboard the story in shape <coughs> and at this point we just we just finished kind of it's it's still a work in progress our first sequence like through animation and lighting and everything that was wow. what we wow. ramped up to do for comic-con but it's a long short. It's like almost a half hour long. So with like thirty characters, it's kind of ridiculously I know you said naively short, ambitious. That's what blew me away. I, yeah. I, I, I didn't Jeez. know if you were trying to go for like a full feature. No, it's just it's it's a it's a complex storyline. It's like the the story basically is it's a, it's two at a cop and it's like this hard boiled film noir, <laughs> and these guys are total badasses. It's half Asian, half Caucasian, and. You know, it's we play with stereotype a little bit where the Asian guy is like kind of the smarter one, and he's also <laughs> plays more by the rules, a little more into honor and integrity, and the the Caucasian guy is more of a lout, and he's a little more, uh, you know, he'll he'll push the rules a little bit, and he loves his gun. He always has the gun out when he can, just to just you know, like sort of <laughs> open a beer or something like that. And um, so, like so him. they um, they're very much an odd couple. They annoy each other, but you know, they. They together are, are an incredible team, <laughs> and so um, in the storyline, they um, they basically they get framed for a crime they didn't commit. Which the crime is there's this this town entertainer who's like the most revered celebrity. He's called Happy Fat Guy, and he's this naked butterball of a man that's just called Happy Fat Guy who who dances. He's sort of like instead of having a femme fatale, we're like let's make it a big fat guy that dances, <laughs> and everyone loves him. So it's like this club, and everyone's like, "Yeah, happy fat guy, we love you." And there's, and, you know, it's just he's great. And so he gets a- attacked <laughs> by a shadowy two headed figure, and so he's kind of like fingers them in front of the chief of police, like he, they're the ones that did it. So it's this big complex frame up, and they have to get out of jail. They have to like go like be fugitives from their own police force. And find the guy that did it and clear their name. And this is all, like, while, like, the whole town is against them because everyone loves this guy. So there's also an angry mob that gets worse and worse as it goes on. So by the end, they have everyone in the city against them. And they have to sort of, like, get out of it. So it's it's very film noir. It's like the, the where the hero is kind of is part of the crime he's solving. Itself. And you have a great section sequence uh, up on Kickstarter for anybody listening. Uh, and we'll give that info to your Kickstarter page. But... I thought it was awesome. I love the look, the even the yeah. lighting and the, oh, the, thanks. the the has that been the the route you've gone yeah. since then? Yeah, I mean that's that's like I, I um I wanted to look like kinda like old cartoons, like but but its own style. Like I sort of when I when I pictured it I always thought like it doesn't need to look <clears throat> CG. I'd rather have something much more stylized and flattened. 
and um not necessarily tune shaded but it's like it, it's it sort of became approximate to that without like the, the outlines and stuff like that but i just i um i was um i was telling jason before i just like i've gotten a little i feel like our industry has spent like 20 years perfecting photo or near photo real <laughs> look and they do it really well and it's, you have all these genius people and all like incredible technology and it's like god what if like we took a quarter of that time and tried other looks like think yeah. of what cool right, stuff right. would absolutely, be out there absolutely and i i'm kind of just i think in a reactionary state almost at this point where i just i don't everything looks the same to me now and i just thought you know it, i would love to have a different look and and uh and for me also it's just appealing i like that film noir look and the and the, the other thing is it's incredibly cheap to do it this way like i remember being at and it's that's just lucky like i would try and do it this way regardless but i remember when i was at sony and we were in some digital dailies and they were looking at the texture of the bottom of a shoe of a character that was going to be behind a bar and they were like and notes were given on the scuff marks on the bottom of his the sole of his shoe and I was just like, this Sony. is nuts. <laughs> I remember this, the inside, the bottom of the inside of a trash can in a classroom was looked at for, for how it t- I was like, that could be gray, I think. I, I, think, <laughs> sure. I think we can move on. <laughs> and, um, and so, like, I don't ever want to do that. Like, I don't want to, like, when you look at the guy's jacket, it's not wool. It's blue. Because you know what? When you look at Bugs Bunny's fur, it's not fur. It's gray. Yeah, it's well, like that's like the kind of thing. It's like it's it's animation. I mean, it's yeah. It's a chance to create a world that that isn't bound by rules, and it's you can do what you so want. Why and would it's, you, so why yeah. would you force yourself into a box that's that's you know exactly? It's it's very freeing because yeah. like I don't have to worry about like the only textures in it are on their faces. I don't have to worry about stuff stretching. We are much more free with how we rig it. We can have much lighter models because we don't need nearly as much polygons. So there's all these things you get when you do it this way. And I'm always and like I'm finding all these things out. I'm like man these. If studios well. knew they would just like like another thing is like I don't plan on on building any models until we're for environments until we're done with layout. I'm going to do layout with just stand in crap stuff because then I have a camera moving through scene that I can give to the modeler with drawings after just the fact and like just make that part look good. Right. Yeah. yeah you don't, don't focus on the back. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like there's all these ways you can be efficient if you don't have to show a finished version to an executive before you start the sequence. Sure. Because isn't, I mean, like, that's the kind of thing where it's like you're doing this the right the right production way where it's like the story, we're going to nail down the front versus, uh, you know, from what I've learned from animation through you guys, it's like, it just seems like, let's let every department run full speed. Yes, and then, do that. And then see what happens when it's all come together. <laughs> it's, like, it's kind of a rough. Pretty accurate. You know, they, where it's like, it's there's, like. There's a catch-22 to that. To, to, from an animation standpoint, for animated movies, not live action. Right. For schedule wise, they kind of have to. No, yeah, totally, do. totally, because totally. the number of assets that Absolutely. need to be generated, like you can't. If you told modeling, eh, just wait. Yeah. No, absolutely. I get it because you have all these, you, <laughs> you have all these every people, you have all waiting. this staff, this this these people that are that are you're being paid to just just sit there. But he is doing it smarter. Exactly. It's hundred percent. Well, but I can because I'm not because right. you're right. not I'm working studio. with freelancers, right. so they're doing something else on some yeah. other project, and then I'm like, okay, now I need you. Yeah. And, and um. And you can so. say, hey, look, in two months we'll be there and we'll be ready and blah blah blah. But yeah. You know, so there's a, there's two things uh, definitely about it that immediately caught my attention that I, that I really really love. The first that you, what you were talking about is that kind of tune shaded uh, kind of look. 
And I, I definitely applaud you for doing something unique. Oh, thank I, you. I mean, I, thank I, you. I agree. The challenge involved in doing something photo real is certainly not worth the uh, the non originality of it. You know what I mean? Uh, it yeah, is so yeah. it's kind of like expected now with CG. So when yeah. something is different, it really does stand out. And I mean that in a great way. So oh, I think thanks. it's really, really cool and clever. And I'm glad you're doing it that way. And then the second one, which I think just has to be talked about, is. When you hear the title Two Headed Cop, right. there's a there's a picture that pops into your mind. You know, there's a body and this this character. And when I first heard the title, OK, this character has, you know, two heads, two arms and two legs. Right. And there's something that you've done with this character design, which is equally as brilliant to me, which is that your character doesn't have two legs. No, he's he's got three legs. Right. Yeah. Three are they legs. the same length? I mean, are they did you think through like. Asian man, same length. As, He's skinnier, but not <laughs> He's shorter skinnier. legs. No, although I think they might. I, you know, if you were to look at at where the, they're the same length. Yeah, okay. they are the same. I length. just think I He's, think it's, it's a great model. No, model. absolutely. Thank I mean, you. Yeah, like here, here's what I, in my head I go. Okay, so you're gonna do two heads. You're gonna do two arms. They share a torso, uh, and then you're you know I don't want to do two legs. So I think, okay, well, you're going to have four legs. No, not you. You're like <laughs> three legs. Well, like it's, it's, I've never seen. But it allows seen you to do some unique animation is what I saw. A like, three-legged, two-headed character is brilliant oh, to me. Thanks. I well, love it was funny. There was a, We found, like, we occasionally check and see who's been, like, looking at the blog. And you can see what search methods were used. And someone did a three-legged, two-headed. Like, so like, and uh, and uh, there's a, another search. This is off topic. But another search was, um, was uh Nursing and smoking at the same time, like because one of our the, we have a, a character that's that's a carny. Oh, this wow. this gypsy woman, and I and I mentioned to someone at Comic Con, you see her and she's she's got these she's she's like an old hat, stacked, and she's smoking, but they're very droopy, and um, so they're well first, out of the the smoke, so it's not a concern for. Well, when whoever. you first see her, she is nursing a baby and smoking a cigarette, just just hanging out of her mouth, and I so you're that you're catering. Catering. You come up and search for that. You're so someone someone really, that really keyed in on something. They were like, oh, yeah. I gotta find that no, again you're, you're catering to the fetish community out yes there. yeah yeah the, there's the a nursing the, the fat dude coach. chubby chasers yeah, absolutely. I, wow. uh, now let's goes on and on so so here's a question obviously this character has been in your mind since 93 Three. yeah do they use one urinal or two that's interesting that was uh someone mentioned that would be a fun little animation to do um, it kind of would the bat, a bathroom scene is it general? probably better the trough situation like at stadiums oh that would be perfect I prefer that too. So you don't really know, <laughs> but, uh, like, no. so it's like this, like. Well, there's a lot of stuff about them that we kind of like because you want to leave it like what, sure. what the hell? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Because like, like, people the, uh... came up and they're like, were they did were they born that way? And I'm like, it's a cartoon. This yeah. is how they are. Yeah. But like, it, <laughs> don't ask you those are questions. gonna like, get questions. The, yeah. Oh no, it's like absolutely. the Asian guy has an Asian accent and the Love other guy it. doesn't. Love how it. is that possible? That's fantastic. It's separate families raised by separate families with a curtain. It's the three hard curtain. It's the three seashells from Demolition Man. That's exactly what it is. It's that giant. I'm unfamiliar with that reference. Oh, it's a great reference. What is that movie? You know what I'm talking about, Josh? I know, I know, we're going to throw something out there, and the audience is going to feel unsatisfied with the movie simply because we never answered we this, never answered answered this question. simple question that has nothing to do with the film. I love it. It's but the, the three legs thing, though, you know, I honestly, like, again, it was a long time ago. We always drew them that way. And I think part of it was that's the best, it's the most interesting way and sort of the most challenging way to make it so that if you were to sort of cover one guy with your hand, the other guy's pose looks natural, and then when you switch, it still works. So that middle leg uh, has to do double duty in a way. <laughs> That's so, why I didn't look. I want to look back now just from an animation yeah. standpoint. 
If you look at the How are you animating the walk cycle of that I just, middle I leg? I just put it up today. Okay. Uh, on the, on, oh, on my blog. Okay. I, I was like, because in the jail, that's in there, but you can never see beneath his waist. So I was like, I was like someone oh, was cheating. like, How, how's he walking with three legs? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I did it. But, oh, you so, didn't do it. I think, yeah. honestly, when I looked at it, I would go, <laughs> Derek, yeah, you cheating. smart animator. Yeah. You. <laughs> it's like uh, like with uh, Gumby when they, they, exactly. they, they'd hold a hand in front of their mouth while they talk so you don't have to do the lip sync. But, uh, <laughs> no, but that maquette is awesome, too. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. that turned yeah. out amazing. Yeah. I, I I actually I mon- I like I posed him, and then we sent it to this um, guy named Hughes in China. This place called Pure Arts, and they they modeled it, and it, it turned out awesome. Oh, it like we were great. so yeah. happy with that, and that's you can see in that it, that what I'm talking about. Right. Like like um, C Ray, we call him C Ray and A Ray, Caucasian Asian, and they're both named Ray because there's only one name on the birth certificate. <laughs> But um, so did they just go back and forth like, no, I love you, Schmoopy. No, like, well, no, you Schmoopy. Well, there's a couple of things like we 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 don't worry about like when they're like Ray, yeah, like it's yeah. not, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and also, I routinely switch back and forth between between saying he and they, and it just kind of depends on what feels right. Because, huh. but each controls like one controls the one arm, the other controls. It's not... and then the middle leg is kind of up for grabs. So like, um, so there's a point where at one point. They're fighting a, a like about thirty carnies at once in a haberdashery because awesome. the carnies are trying to steal top hats. They come in. And, okay, uh, well that right there is worth seeing. The I think so. Absolutely, carnies trying to steal top hats. Okay, like there's some carnies in the movie. Is there there's some sold. kind of bigger nefarious plan with these top hats? Or they just don't super, get too much away. You know, I don't want to spoil this. But. This carnies, these carnies. <clears throat> there's a crime here, and but they they were in a way set up to be at this place. Ah. For this larger framing that's happening, and the carnies really have nothing to do with it. They're, they're just they're like they see an open door and they're like they're going <laughs> to steal in. it. They're, they're carnies. <laughs> ah, come on. And, um, and so small hands smell yeah, like cabbage. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> circus. So there, there's thirty of them in there, and they're fighting. And at one point, C Ray gets knocked out during the fight. Oh, awkward. And so um, it's Asian is, Ray with brilliant. a limp C Ray who's got his gun in his hand still, still, and he, he like shakes him. He's like, oh shit! And he looks around. They all start coming in. And he just goes crazy, and he's using the gun like he's just wheeling oh, it around and jumping around, guy. so he can use it like a he's he's gun he's hitting people with the gun basically, <laughs> and just jumping around. And just like he's limp, he's a rag doll, but, but locks on. Yeah, like he's it. he's still holding it. Yeah, clearly, yeah, so, I like that. And so like he, so he's got control of the middle leg still, and he's really <laughs> using it. But that other leg's kind of dragging around, and you know, so it's like we do a lot of stuff like that as That's much awesome. as we can. So. Some things that I've heard from other people who've, who've gone on to do their own shorts and, and uh, specifically one of the stories I heard about Nine because uh, I oh, yeah. it, is it, and I didn't even know this till I was working at DD and I was working with some guys, one of which was a rigger, who I was talking and we were talking about I was like, wow, what'd you do before this? Because we had some mutual friends. He was like, I was on Nine. I went, no, I thought he just did that by himself. He goes, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> because yeah. these projects you you can start on your own, but they become they become greater than you had even anticipated, yeah, and eventually yeah. you know, okay, I need to bring people on, <laughs> yeah. and I can't do as much as I want to do. And I'm sure maybe in your case, too, with you guys, it was like, I want to do everything. It's my baby. I want to hold on to it. But yeah. it, where are you at now with that? Are you still able to animate a lot? Or are you now just letting other people I've, sort of I've, run with it? I've really gone through the whole thing. Like, I, I, I've, um, I knew I wouldn't be able to do everything because it is really like it's crazily large it's a lot of work, scale yeah. it's like uh, with all the characters also i don't you know there's people who are better at these things than me so like the modeling and stuff i definitely other people should model other people should rig and rigging is not fun anyway and um and so um 
but at the same time i found that i was my hand was on everything like i i I would i would touch up models i would touch up storyboards i would do textures i would do everything i i wrote code like in mel to to um like do facial rigging and, and all that stuff so i did everything and i did some animating and then the more I would do that, the more I was like, I should not be doing any <laughs> of this. Like, I really – and it was frustrating because I would enjoy it to a certain extent, but – You want the best for your project. Yeah. Directors should be in meetings <laughs> all day. They really should. Like, that's the director's job. They should be just telling people what works and what doesn't and not do it creating anything. And um, and so – but it's – you know, I can't do that. It's a small project. It's – you know, it's basically – it's me. It's my money. It's everything. It's just me. So – and then the animation rigs and him and, and Kevin Freeman. And then, you know, I have some storyboard guys helping me out. I had this fantastic character designer named Anna Wilkenfeld, who I like I found on on DeviantArt and just loved her stuff. And she's designed all the characters. Wow. So that was like just really lucky because she was her art for me was the least derivative of anything else, which is what I was really excited about. Like it didn't look like anything else to me and is wow. also infused with humor. Which I was like, that's you know, that's what you want, and, right, right, and right. so, so um, was that an active like search like through? Like, I looked like... for like f- days and days, like doing that thing where you're like, let's see what this guy's favorites are. Okay, let's see what that guy's. You favorites were way are. down was, the rabbit hole. I was of, way yes. down the rabbit hole, and I realized I was like following the wrong rabbit hole. I'm like, I'm in the like muscle men and superheroes. <laughs> like I gotta get out of there. And occasionally, I'm like, wait, it's all furries. <laughs> oh my god, I gotta get out of this. I've gone too deep. Yeah, yeah. So red I got, pill, red pill. I had to find like the humor thread and, and like go that way. And, and she's and, um, is she local? Is she not local? She was in Australia, and we wow. we were mostly communicating by email. And wow. then she actually eventually moved to San Francisco, and we I finally met her at one point, which was awesome. Like after how long before you? Even... Like after like a year and a half. Wow, that's see, that's freaking. It, it was cool. So I mean, it's amazing that all oh, this the stuff... internet. Yeah. Oh my god. So let's talk uh, briefly about logistics here for a second. Yeah. So you you uh, end your career at Sony, yeah. uh, and you decide that you're going to do this project for yourself. And you just mentioned that you are. It's yours. It's your yeah. baby. You're directing it. You're you're, I'm financing you're it. financing it. Yeah. Um, what does that look like? I mean, I hope this isn't too pointed of a question here, but like, what? How long did you have to save your money, and how starving are you right yeah. now? No, this is the you thing. You really inhaled that bowl of uh, American Express. Yeah, <laughs> that bowl of the snacks. Yeah, that's yeah. true. This is <laughs> breakfast. No, <laughs> no I, this is um, <clears throat> it's uh, this is what um drove some people crazy including one of your last guests chris williams who i knew at sony <laughs> he lo- loved the fact that at sony i i never i always forgot to do the direct deposit and so I, I was one of those guys that had to go pick up my paycheck and he would be like hey you got like four paychecks up there i'm like oh yeah i keep forgetting about that that's this kid <laughs> that's, that's and what this i did kid, would do it it would drive him it would drive him nuts because he's like i need i need that you know and uh and so uh you know he's got two kids and he's got a mortgage i'm I don't have kids. I don't have a mortgage. I never have. And like, I just somehow, I'm not like a, I don't think I'm a cheapskate. I just somehow, like I have a nice TV Thrifty. and stuff. I just somehow don't spend. I'm not interested in spending. So I manage, we all know like it's it's a good paying job in this industry, like, you know, animation, CG, like, and I've been in it for a long enough time. And I was like, eventually I guess I'll buy a house. So I was saving. I was doing a lot of saving. And then I was just like, I'd rather if, if, you know, I've said this before a couple of times, but looking back at the end of my life, if I've never owned a home, I really won't care. I really won't care. <laughs> Either as a dead person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if I've never made this film, I'd be really bothered by that. So I was like, well, then I should. 
yeah. buy this film. So that so I'm going through my savings. I've been I haven't worked for over two years. Um, and it's been exclusively just two headed cop. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing to me. So and I can wow. go for a little that's, while that's, longer. That's but the, the, the whole thing with the Kickstarter campaign was yeah. Tell us about that. Um, I can't go forever, obviously. <laughs> and and basically, <laughs> I, I didn't I, make that much. I would I would like to f- I would like to be able to finish the film before I have to go back to work. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I think I'll have to go back. But um, uh, the whole idea behind the Kickstarter was to try and make that possible, and also more importantly. Um, I want to I have to pay certain people to do this. Right. Now I have a lot of really wonderful friends, coworkers and, and peers who have really good attitudes and are, are really believe in the project and believe in me and like volunteer their time and I managed to get the sequence I did done for free in terms of animation. I had people volunteer um wow. who were just awesome and they were like such pros like for working for free, I was still giving them all kinds of notes and all this and, <laughs> and you know, and like they were great about it. There was never like and 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 also it was like a guy in London, a guy in North Carolina, a guy in New York, a guy in San Francisco. So it was like working online like that. And um, but I can't do that for thirty minutes of animation. It's under yeah. thirty minutes. But so the whole because I don't I think you need to pay people as much as possible. And and I think it's better for their state of mind. It's better for your state of mind. I think they they deserve it. And. Um, so my whole idea was that this Kickstarter campaign, all the money would go exclusively to pay the animators. Because for me, that's that's kind of the most important part of the project. It's the most work-intensive part of the project. And so um, the idea was I'd, I, whatever the total would be, I'd just divide it by the footage and pay by, by like, second, by the second. And it's not going to be what they'd make at a studio. Yeah. But it's something that, like, hey, I did, like, you know, 10 seconds of animation, I'm going to get a couple thousand dollars. That's awesome. Yeah. You know? um, so that was the idea behind that. Behind That's cool. That's a cool way to do it. Yeah. So tell us about the Kickstarter. So you're looking, you're, it's currently going on right now. It's going on right now. We did a 30-day Kickstarter campaign, and I think we have nine days left. Right now, it is not looking very promising. Uh, we are at, uh, we wanted to raise $150,000, and which, which, for any listener that doesn't get it, that's not any money at all. For an, <laughs> right, an, for an, right, like, for an animated for an animated yeah. film, that is not. What did last DreamWorks one cost? Yeah, about ten times that much. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's like a million a minute was the was the sort of the standard for a while. But that's for everything. This is just for animation. But even that, uh, it really would need if I was going to do a studio production, like at least a million to pay animators for their time. Right. But um, so it's 150 right now. We're at like 11 percent. We're at like 16, a little over 16,000. Um, I think we did a good job with our PR. We we launched it at the same time as Comic Con. We had a lot of great reactions at Comic Con, and we've man- I've managed to get some interviews uh, with some with some online stuff and some cool notices and stuff like that. I just think for some reason we haven't had that breakthrough with a crowd where we've hit like a r- the right group of people, or right. it's maybe just a little bit odd enough that it's not like <laughs> people don't know what to make of it. Or that, that's where I was sort of at with it. That yeah. I thought maybe if anything would be anything that was holding it back is it just on the cusp yeah of missing which is where you wanted to be audience. but you needed i know to not i know that's be that because you i need... can't really feel bad about it like no. I'm, you know but but it's you know it's disappointing yeah but, but um i think so you know we afterwards we did a lot of research on kickstarter and the stats on right like, ways and wrong ways and what and, makes what and yeah what most successful ways and... to do things and the 30-day one was the most successful and that's kind of the reason we went with that over a 60 or a 90 do you get to pick between those yeah, 30 60 yeah 90? yeah and 
you know, after the fact, um, uh, Chris Hurt, who's who's an animator on on it, and also he, he's a good friend of mine who's been just helping me with a ton of stuff, um, and he's been kind of my PR guy. He he was like, you know, maybe because it's not a known property, it's not this. We needed more time to get people just sort of used just, to the idea. Yeah, you just need that one good. You know, the video ended up somewhere that was, yeah. you know, you just that need... That one good podcast that you're on. That, that one that, good <laughs> that one podcast good that, reason, that reaches dozen of yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. dozen. Well, tens dozen. of people have yeah. been reached. Ten but, uh, people. But we had, like, we had um, at Comic-Con, this is, like, one of those ones where we are like, this is it. Like, we, it was at Comic-Con, this guy comes by the booth, he's just nodding his head and smiling, and I go up to him, and he's got his, this kid's there, and, and I, he's like, well, this is awesome. I really like this. He's like, what, is this going to be a film? And I, I hand him our, our Kickstarter information card, and he's like, oh, okay, Kickstarter, I got you. All right, cool, man, cool. And he just went on, and, it, that, and was, like, that was Glenn Mazzara, the, the showrunner for AMC's The Walking Dead, the guy, oh, the executive shit. producer. And he, like, dug it. And then in his diary for Comic-Con, he mentions it. He says, idea I wish I'd thought of, two-headed cop. Oh, and we were shit. like – so we were like we're sending, we're we're sending that out to everyone right. and everything. It was, I mean, regardless, that's just so cool. It. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, really that's cool. Uh, I mean, well, it's that, that kind of like, I mean, you know, if you're aware that, okay, you missed a little, something missed on Kickstarter. But yeah. like there are people out there. Who dig it. That, that are making very successful properties and are very, oh, you right, know, yeah. that, that, like Guy Walking Dead's like, man, I wish yeah, I would have no, thought of that. And it's, it's a very, at least pat on the back in the right no, direction. No, like, like just literally like sitting with my back to our, our thing when I was sitting at Comic-Con and seeing people walk by and mouth the words two-headed cop and then kind of smile. Like, that was awesome. Yeah. That was so cool. Yeah, I think and, you, you've got something really interesting when, you know, not knowing the title at all, you just look at the maquette or the character design and you, people go, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, like it, it, it's just the, what you, the reaction you get is a positive reaction from the get-go. Yeah, yeah. Regardless of knowing anything about the story, the look, anything. Yeah, it's just exactly. that character is so, ah, that's, that's so unique. It's so interesting. So I, I think, think that's really... the thing. I think it's just a matter of getting people to see that video you have on Kickstarter. Because, I, like I said, I thought it was awesome. I thought it oh, was thanks. great that you were able to put together at least that scene right. to give a taste of what it was going to be like and feel like. Right. Um, that's what sold me is like you oh, know cool. all the models are cool but until you see it and you know how that goes until you see it moving yeah and the animation in there and how these guys are going to move and what are their how do they talk and actually on that note like how how's that been like as far as getting actors and whoever are you doing some of the voiceover work <laughs> I did, how's that been i did I hey did ray the, i did the no i did the guards did you? I did. I did the yeah, dumb yeah, guards yeah, laugh, yeah, and I is. did the knock it off, and, and I did, and then, and then for the the last one, I redid it, and I like channeled somehow Kirk Douglas. <laughs> and it, and it, what are you gonna do? <laughs> and uh, um, but then I um, a very good friend of mine uh, named John Mathot, um, who I um, went and and lived with him for two weeks when I first moved to LA. That's how long I've known him, and I went to school with his brother and. He's been in the industry for a long time. He's he's done a lot of his own little projects and and pitched a lot of stuff. And he's he's um, made a lot of cool flash animation stuff. And so he's done voice work for his own stuff and and helped out other people. So I knew he'd be great. And we've been we went through this SAG nightmare because we we decided we were going to be a SAG production. Okay. And um <laughs> and that took a lot longer than I thought it would. And um and so I just wasn't able to get the voices I wanted in time for Kickstarter or in time for Comic-Con. So I was like, John, could you do this? And he was, he was into it. He thought it was fun. And I knew he'd, 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 we'd have, um, good voices. 
for it. It's not the voices I actually want. It's not like exactly how the characters would sound. But I thought they were they were good for what we were doing. And you know. who did you want for the Asian cop? Well, Lopan? you know, it's, John Cho. It's it's I I never I never got an actor for the like I never had one in mind. Now I I actually went through an agency. Um, they're called CESD. I don't know what the the acronym stands for. It's just names, but. Um, and had really good success with them and actually finding people they represented that are specialized. They, they just do a lot of voice work. And one was Fred Tattashore, who's done a lot of stuff. And he was, became my choice for uh, C-Ray. And um, it's just this great, he's a big guy. And he's got this like deep nasally thing. And then I, I honestly, I can't remember the name of the, the actor for, that we got for, for Asian Ray. It's been a while since we picked them because then we went through this whole SAG nightmare of like trying to become a SAG production that was a lot like, was there any reason you wanted to go go SAG? Because I felt we'd have the best access to voices that way. Okay, I didn't want to limit our our choices. Now, my my sort of my initial choice for C Ray was uh, uh, Dennis Farina, um, sure. who's got that awesome Chicago accent. He's in Get Shorty and okay. uh, Midnight Run. He's yeah. awesome in Midnight Run. And um, but I never came up with a like a, a, a like a dream actor for Asian Ray. For uh, we have a there's a a bad guy. In the film that I'm not even going to discuss, but for his name, or for his his voice, we wanted Brian Cox. Oh yeah, uh, it would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but um, yeah, SAG. Brian like, Cox drunk from Super Troopers. I never saw Super Troopers. Wow. Uh, I'm sorry, everyone. You need to make time for that. Yeah. I should probably stop. The you know what? I tell you what. Now, I would watch it. And the, the first back. the first thirty minutes of it, at least make time. For it. Yeah, and yeah. make sure you have pancakes with maple syrup when you watch it. Okay. Right. <laughs> you got to open your throat. <laughs> Come on, rabbit! <laughs> I'm sure you've heard tons of quotes since. Got you good, you fucker. <laughs> but that's the thing good. with those projects, and I and I'm sure you know you're doing them, but in your head you're like, oh, I picture this voice. Yeah, I got to get that guy. Yeah, and 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 like the you know it's it's I'm still kind of open. Like I I was like, um, yeah, there was just a lot of if I heard the right one. I'd be cool, but I wasn't hearing it for a right, while. Right. So, um, so yeah, we we're gonna basically. Um, I have a few more sequences that need to get storyboarded, and then what I want to do is try and do this the right way, and actually look at the whole story, see what works and what doesn't, cut out what I can, and then record all the voices once and like with a locked story. Good for you. And um, for so you. that's that's gonna happen. <laughs> that's a unique idea. Yeah. <laughs> so because. Well, I mean, have the story the thing, you want to like, make before I'm you start paying making. for all of this. Yeah, absolutely. Why not so, do it? So Why these, not do it smart? So the SAG actors, they get 800 and something a day. So, so let's do it in a day. <laughs> yeah. And, but, well, and they do sometimes. Yeah, yeah but you here's say, the thing. That's why I'm like, like so I don't want to record, even, like, like for the Comic-Con, it would have taken an hour to record that, but I would have had to pay them for a day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So, so let's like, get a day's worth. I'm going to use the temp guy, and we will do that when I'm doing everything else, and we'll fit as much as we can into a day. And so, yeah. So what's next? What's uh, I mean? You say you get ninety days, nine days left in the yeah on the Kickstarter, the Kickstarter and uh, you got a little ways to go. You said, yeah, we got a ways to go. Eighty nine percent of my math. Eighty nine percent. And and Kickstarter works. Uh, we've discussed this on the show before, but if you don't reach your goal, then you it get doesn't. Nothing. Be, right, right, right. What's Which, what's the fee? Like, I, how does that work? How you does, get the, you give um, Kickstarter five percent. Of of the total and Amazon five percent because Amazon handles the payments only if, if it makes it. it. So yeah. like if it fails, I mean this is like this is the the laws. We didn't win the lawsuit. The lawyers <laughs> yeah. don't get anything. <laughs> right. right, right, um, right. So okay. um, so yeah, like huh. basically we're you know if and and I I agree with that all or nothing. Um, as as 
if I were someone giving money, oh, yeah. I wouldn't want to oh, be yeah. the guy that gave like a thousand dollars and when it's or or say fifty dollars for a project that's supposed to reach ten grand and only reaches like fifty two and then and like oh cool thanks for the fifty two dollars I can't make the project but I'm gonna have a fun dinner tomorrow night on, right. on yeah, you right, you know right. so I kind of agree with the all or nothing thing even though right now I'm like oh it'd be nice to get that sixteen grand that's, that's <laughs> that really would have helped out with me getting a little further on it yeah and we've discussed it would have out of a couple jams a couple of jams <laughs> and we've uh, we discussed on the show before but I, I don't know that we've ever heard an answer that makes a lot of sense yet is uh, in the event that you do get fully funded yes and what what ownership is there or what um, responsibility is there on the part of the content creator to actually deliver? There seems to be no, no. Um, like let's say you get actual like like uh, policing of that yeah, through so Kickstarter. Like, if you get $150,000 you know, $150, that yeah. you make in the next nine days uh, what stops you from going great now I'm going to buy a house. F all of you well, there's, there's literally nothing to stop you from doing that that I'm aware of because I, I, I think I've even heard of people sort of like Ah, I got another ten grand to do with what I want. Like people who are doing that on purpose, and um, that's, that's scary. Some yeah, of, well, that's and, scary. and unfortunately, like the thankfully that hasn't really kind of reached a real kind of watershed moment where suddenly everyone is like outraged, right? Because that, yeah, Kickstarter's done. The yeah, there's, it been is. Lot, so. there's been a lot of because there's been a lot of great projects. There's been that a lot have, of really cool happened. projects that yeah. are successful and the people right. have gotten the rewards. And they're being and, legitimate. And the guys yeah. aren't like, hey, we they made have, Everyone's got the best intentions, you know? And so... Um, All those bad eggs in there. There's no... That's the interesting thing. There seems to be no policing mechanism for that. Um, and I think, yeah, there, there is not. So I, I obviously wasn't... I wasn't here on the last uh, podcast when we did Kickstarter. Have you guys... Has anybody put money towards a Kickstarter? Yes. What did I you do? I did the uh, high school video game. Oh, with uh, Freddie Wong. With Freddie Wong, I did. Oh, that thing right. made a shit ton. Which what what one was that? Because uh, I, I know the video games have been very successful. No, well, it, was it wasn't a, a video game. It was uh, Freddie Wong is kind of like uh, it's a group of guys and they just do visual effects. They're like YouTube guys, yeah. and uh, you know every week they have a new video that come out and they have their own like you know little studio crazy like subscriptions, like insane. Yeah, I think it's you one know. of the highest. So, YouTube like, them and a couple of other people that kind of do the same thing, like, kind of got together and they're doing, they wanted to do kind of like a web series. And it was, I don't know how many episodes it is, but it was just basically a high school that is, you know, made for you, you know, go to play video games and learn video games oh, okay. and, like, you know, it's a video game high school. Okay. So, I put, like, maybe, like, 20. 15 bucks I think like towards that <laughs> like near thing. like one of the lower ones yeah it was just so I can get the HD downloadable sure. things yeah. You yeah. Know, at each episode and my name in the credits as a I think I think LaBravo is in there yeah. I think the thing that amazes me most uh, if you look at the Kickstarter stories uh, especially the last year is the, the real power that blogs have that they hold yeah. you know like that is the modern day turn of the 19th century newspaper. You know what I mean? Like it is the, this is where people go. They go to blogs to get their information on what's happening. Yeah, well. absolutely. And the example I use of this is, you know, we were talking, uh, I think we haven't mentioned it on the show yet, but uh, over the last several weeks, there's been this gaming console, this open source gaming console based on the Android platform called Ouya, O-U-Y-A. Something like it. And they yeah. set out with the goal of doing $900,000 to make their project. Uh, to make this thing a reality, it was going to be a hundred dollar gaming console. Uh, one of the chief 
uh, designers of it is the guy who uh, designed the original Xbox. And uh, $900,000, and I believe there's still a couple of days left on the project, and to date they've raised somewhere close to $5 million. And what was interesting for me is not to say, like, wow, that's really successful, because the other one we've talked about on the show is the uh, the Double Fine Adventure uh, from um, the guys up in San Francisco, the creators of Monkey Island and yeah. Grand Fandango. Yeah, yeah, that was the other release. Um, totally blanking on their name at the – not Ron Gilbert. Ron Gilbert was one of them. Anyways. Um, the uh, not necessarily the level of success that they've had, but actually the story of watching them go from, hey, here's this thing, you know, you can maybe find it on like mentioned on one blog, and then to to go, hey, we've got a couple thousand dollars that we've raised, and then within a matter of a day or two, it hits every major blog, yeah, or every major area that has to do with that particular you know content, and out of nowhere. It's you've reached this wide audience, and it just attracts people to want to be able to get into. But it, it's that it's that viral mentality of how fast something spreads. Well, you get that you get that ridiculous, you know, because they had. I looked at the page, and it had a lot of pretty low buy-ins, you know, like like pretty low thing. And you're yeah. like, all I need is a handful of people that are like, eh, ten bucks, whatever, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. like if I sell this product up on the shelves, and you know, it's this open system, and anybody can make for it, and. You know, anybody can develop, and it's, you know, this totally customizable thing. Ten bucks, sure. Let's see what happens. And it's you get whatever, you know, 10000 and there, you're all of a sudden. There is something else that, like, we found <clears throat> can make it a success that's sort of outside of that. And it's a little bit like, like what you're saying there, but it's the, in the actual rewards you get itself. Mm. Like, there was one guy that made an, um, an iPhone dock. That like he was saying like these old iPhone docks suck. They're plastic. They're light. When you try and pick up your phone, it comes up with it. Yeah. I'll make this metal one that's sort of like nicely crafted and everything like that. And like all and like I think he was asking for seventy five thousand dollars and he got a million. And the reason being was that it was basically effectively a pre order. Like like Absolutely. everyone yeah. like yeah, regardless of whether or not you liked yeah. that guy or you yeah. thought he was cool or you Spend believed in him or is it. it's like oh I would love to have that and look it's only $25 if I order it now I'll buy that and, yeah. it's like, and obviously yes he still did have to get the word out but it's like that reward why what else would keep driving it over the thing it's not yeah. because like cool he's a success it's sort of like, it's like yeah, that many people product. want it and, that, and that's the same I think with the video game ones there's something about like oh I'd love to purchase that, that tangible, video game there's a very yeah. tangible thing where it's like uh, there's been a couple iPhone cases that I've thought about where mm-hmm. I've, you know, and especially one now where, you know, they're on the verge of this next iPhone where one's like, you know, for 140 bucks, you get two of this and we'll, when we make the, f- the next iPhone, you get that one. Right. And so it's like, okay, holy shit. Here's this, you know, it was one of those ones that's like completely indestructible <laughs> and whatever. Um, but it's that very, very tangible. Yeah. I'd probably buy that anyway. So yeah, exactly. why not, why not throw in a hundred bucks that I don't, if I, if it doesn't get it, I don't, I don't lose it. We, but if it gets it, I make it. Yeah, we've talked about it though too. I think where the thing with the the console thing is, it's kind of scary because it's a it's a prototype oh, essentially, yeah. you know. And that's what it is, you know. It's like we have a great idea. We've made one, you know. It's just like this is like, it's like, yeah, that's theoretical. Is a, kind yeah, of, is a, you we've know. Made so one. you know, think, that's like, the kind of even... big dangerous thing where it's just like. You're expecting this product. You're expecting to get it. You know, I've given you my money. You know, okay, this and that. And it's just like, we will send you this kit. We will send you this. We will send you that. And it's like, cool. And then a year goes by. It's just like, we're a little bit behind schedule. You know, this and, and, and you know, you have 
that's the real kind of danger and kind of scary part about I think you know the technology side of Kickstarter with Honest, those, things. especially if there is no legitimate you know yeah because I, I will say because I've done one Kickstarter project and it was a a guy that was two two or three years younger than me at at film school and it was a senior film and I was like you know what I've got a job now I think the max was like like two hundred bucks and he was yeah. trying to raise like like four grand it wasn't much right. and so. Uh, that was three years ago. Uh-huh. I've seen nothing. Yeah, you know, and I I'll Facebook him every once in a while. I'm like, hey, where's up? my where's my stuff? <laughs> what's up? What were you supposed to? What was your? It was like everything. It was like copy, credit, you know, script, blah blah blah. Oh, you know, two hundred bucks. You gave two hundred bucks. Oh, I gave two hundred bucks. I was like, you know what? Honestly, I loved I loved call. I mean, that school. I would not have changed anything. And if I can do anything for anybody, you know, coming up in that school, I would do it. And this was one that kind of came across, and I was like, you know what? I've got a job now. Um, 200 bucks, it's fine. And so he raised it, and it's uh, legitimately. I Facebooked my him. Executive I Facebooked credit. him like uh, a couple weeks ago. He's like, Yeah, you know, hard drives crashed. You know, oh, I'm God. in the middle of edits, and I'm like, I, It's mostly not just a joke because I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just like, <laughs> But it's still going. But it's like, I will continue to hound this guy because Cause I gave you 200 bucks, exactly, yeah. and it's you promised me shit. You have bought the right to hound him. I, for yeah, $200. like, like, you like, really like have. you know, I, I legitimately, and I'm, I'm happy to support it. And he shot it, and it's awesome. Whatever. I mean, I don't know if it's awesome. It could be crap. I haven't seen anything. But, but at least the, he's yeah, doing it. it he tried, and so yeah. I just, it, it's that funny. thing Or where did it's he? Like, or did he? <laughs> frankly, <laughs> you, don't know. you know, oh, and it was like it was kind of thing where it's like it was like weekly. There were going to be weekly updates. There were going to be weekly things, and and I know how student films go, and you just everything goes into it, and it's. I mean, hell, every production goes. You're like, yeah, we'll do this. And it's like, let's just get it done. <laughs> Screw everybody else. Um, so, but, so Derek, what's the um, what are the rewards for you? What are, tell us about the, okay, the so system that you Okay, so the smaller created. ones, like the um, uh, we have a dollar reward that which is like a, a silent thanks. You know, thank you for your dollar, <laughs> and uh, or, or just that. or just. You're giving it to them yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. Derek's thanking everyone who's given a dollar <laughs> yeah. right now on the it's show. It's happening right now. <laughs> um, you got that even if they don't make money, so yeah. you're welcome. So um, Freebie. So, and then uh, we have um, like a, I think the 15 is, uh, yeah, and I don't know all these by heart, but I know we have um, a digital download of the finished film. I think that's, that's at the 25 level. Um, you can get a DVD or a Blu-ray of it uh, as we go up further. There's a, a poster and as yet to be designed poster, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a bunch of stickers and postcards, which we do already have. We had down at Comic Con. That's sort of like just all this, you know, fun little stuff that for the for the lower the lower end um, t-shirts that we already have. Um, and then as it goes up uh, at the hundred dollars, we have um, if you're an animator, you can get one of the rigs and an environment and props. Oh, and just that's kinda cool. animate it that's and uh, have for that's a film of your really, own. And, that's kind of interesting. That's, um, that's really interesting. Yeah, the, the, it's, I think it's cool. I think we've unique greatly limited our audience for that. <laughs> um, so we, we've been sort of thinking of an add-on. Um, and uh, we, we um, add-on that but, we can. But, but rightfully so because you're, you're get, you would never see DreamWorks or Disney – you wouldn't see Disney give away the Rapunzel rig, or DreamWorks right, right. certainly isn't going to hand anybody and Shrek this would for hundred bucks. This would be one of the carnies that you get to play with. So um, I think it would be what we call, who we call the little carny, which is a it's a little fellow that's got okay. a, a baseball bat. Okay, and, uh, and, <laughs> good uh, for him. Good and, for um, him. So and then uh, they get better at two fifty. We have um, basically um, call the shot, which is 
um, you basically were saying you're funding one shot and when it's done we're gonna do a flipbook for you and um, send you a still from it that I'll sign and all that stuff oh, but you funded cool. this shot oh, and, that's um, cool that's, we just thought conceptually it was kind of a fun thing yeah, it's kind of neat you know you own that part of the yeah. film in a way huh. um, and then um, original artwork from my character designer um, is also the 250 Maquette's and, in there somewhere right Maquette's at 300 um, and just well worth it. it is a very cool maquette it, the maquette's awesome like it uh, and then we have what we call the early bird trifecta which is there's still some <laughs> of which is if you give if the one of the first five or ten to to do 400 you get the call the shot original artwork and the maquette for 400 oh wow and then very there's cool. the other trifecta which is at 600 after that runs out at three thousand dollars you send in a photo and you are now going to be an extra in the film oh. we're going to build a rig build a model and everything a caricature of you and you'll be in 40s garb walking around in the background somewhere you know why i oughta <laughs> you won't be talking or anything but um, but um that's extra yeah that's <laughs> definitely extra and then as it goes up you become an, a producer and an executive producer you get to green light things you get to boss me around you know so but it's so we you know it goes up to now five, you're talking my 5, language 000, sir 5, 000, what's it gonna cost to you buy to you go, out when do i get a slap in the, the face party, and say that's Stupid. Go, go to the premiere. What's your highest? Uh, ten thousand. Ten thousand, and that's premiere. That's company. premiere. Yeah, it's kind of everything. Oh, and I'll I'll fly to a city in the U.S. or Canada and and uh, um, have a Q and A with a screening of the film. Very that's cool. cool. Uh-huh. So is it? It's, it's the, sorry. Ahead. I was just say, is it like? I mean, these Kickstarter things. It's the the levels. It's legitimately whatever you want to do, right? I mean, is there? Uh, I mean, when you're going through and you're you're putting them out, when it's these these tier things and it's this yeah. trifecta, is it like is there a plug and play? Uh, we looked thing at on Kickstarter? we looked at a lot of there's the, the Kickstarter is so wild west right now. There's no like established like sort right. of criteria rules or like even like sort of rule of thumb. You know, yeah. there really isn't. It's, so we, it's, it's we like, looked at a lot of past campaigns, and we also we really wanted to legitimately. Make it feel like what you're getting for your money was felt right. Yeah. Um, you know, the maquette, we were going to have a little bit higher, and we came down a, a little bit on that because, you know, even though we're, we are raising money, and you get, like, some of the lesser things along with it. Yeah, they, they, um, you, get, you get what's before it kind of thing. Yeah, but we just want to make sure it, it, you felt like you're getting your money's worth and get yeah. something out of it. And um, so, you know, it's 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 um, – but there is no real, like – Plug and play thing. Yeah, you just have to kind of come up with it, come up with the, the the money amounts, and you can see like there's some weird ones where people have all these weird. People have like fifty of them, and it's like for fifteen dollars and twenty cents, you'll get. And it, like it just goes up at these tiny increments, and um, I don't know how helpful that is. <laughs> no, for I don't think it is. <laughs> we'll send you a plastic spoon. Yeah, jeez, uh, that is crazy. So it's probably about that time where we should start winding oh, down the shit, uh, really the show. Wow. Um, a couple of things uh, before we wrap up. Uh, first and foremost, we uh, need to definitely mention our uh, weekly challenge. So, Derek, you probably don't know this, but we started a while ago a weekly challenge where we challenge ourselves and our listeners to accomplish something uh, random uh, every given week. Uh, we've done stuff from uh, tip somebody higher than you normally would okay. to spread a little bit of kindness to high five. Nice five random strangers i like that too show somebody other than uh someone else in this podcast a magic trick during the uh during the week wow usually forgot uh, about that one <laughs> usually you have a single week to uh, do do 10 push-ups i think 15, was one 15, 15, 15 without stopping uh, could you do it right now Derek? could you 15 yeah 
I doubt it. Okay. <laughs> and that's what I, we all said when that challenge I'm, came I'm, out. I'm in the worst shape of my life. <laughs> Thanks, animation. <laughs> so we, so uh, we mixed it up slightly uh, about a month ago, pretty close to a month ago, where we decided that we were actually going to take 30 days, and we were going to try and uh, collectively, the five of us, uh, were going to try and achieve 5,000 gamer score as a group. Wow. Uh, uh, using any methods that you can, any, you which know, any. I know you're not a gamer. That's on for for Xbox. Okay, uh, Xbox Live. Each game comes associated with points and achievements they get when you play a game, and 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 uh, you can accrue points, which is not an easy task. Yeah, so definitely a challenge. So uh, it's been a lot of fun, and we're actually not going to talk too much about it tonight because our end date for that is actually midnight this coming Saturday, which is uh, four days from now. Sean, right? are you listening? Adam's Four birthday. It's a lot of pressure. No, right not, no, not Adam. Mine's the It is. Yeah, it is Adam's birthday. Yeah. And then going now? into Angie's. Who knows? I can't remember. Mine's um, a third. Woo-hoo. It's just the first, another. right? Yep. So, uh, so we're going to, unless you want to add Yeah, I want to give a, another, I want to give a special shout out to our sponsor, Golden Road Brewery. Yeah, uh, Golden Road. For bringing us uh, a nice Hefeweizen. It's a delicious beer, and I can, I can... Heartily recommend it. And uh, <laughs> a stamp of approval. One, once yeah. again, uh, local brewery, and, and definitely check it out if you're in the Glendale area or in SoCal, I believe. Definitely. So, Thank you uh, so much. We're, uh, we're definitely uh, happy hey, to have guys. you as a part of our uh, honorary crew here. So uh, as we wrap up, uh, I just wanted to give you a chance, Derek, to kind of uh, put you on the spot for a okay. second. And you are doing something which I think a lot of us really admire. You are taking, you. Uh, you know, I think one piece of advice we have all gotten in this industry is if you get into an industry, uh, a creative industry, where you are doing a job that is a creative job, you will never truly be creatively satisfied with your material because there's all but always, no matter what position you're in, somebody who has creative oversight over you. Even if you were an executive, you answer to your shareholders of your company. Right, there's yeah. always someone that you answer to. And so the one piece of advice we've all gotten in our career is if you want to, to truly be creatively satisfied, you need to have something that's yours, something outside of work that you can still use your skill set for that is yours. And I, I just completely applaud what you're doing, man. I mean, oh, it's thanks. so incredibly amazing that you've, you've saved up your money. You know, you, you <laughs> came to this realization that, that this is something that's important to you in life and you're, you're, you're going for it. And what I want to put you on the spot for is um, for people like myself uh, out there who have passion projects that we'd love to get started one day, What's your what would be your advice? You know, if you could sit down and try and, and, and tell people something, steer them in a direction. What might that be? I think you have to you have to. Um, it's really important to understand yourself as much as possible and be realistic about who you are. Like you're not gonna suddenly find the extra two hours in the day that you haven't found for the last twenty years. It's not gonna <laughs> happen. And like you, but you have to know that and understand it and accept it. And like you, you really just have to understand who you are. I know that I'm a good procrastinator, and I have, to, <laughs> I, have to, I have to work with that. And like, there's no getting around it. I just have to make sure I, I do something about it or, or, or actively work with it. But it, so when you when you need to figure out a way to do something outside of what your normal schedule is, you have to you have to play to your strengths and 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 know, try and figure out a way to make it work for you. Work with kind of within who you are, and and. And then the other thing is you have to, um, um, you really have to be ready to believe in yourself, like through really lonely, <laughs> shitty times. And and um, and it helps um, as much as you can to to make sure you um, have people 
that are there that that support you be it friends wife or girlfriend or, or boyfriend whatever but like um it, it is a huge deal that i have these friends that have like um like kicked in for me like and, and support me and that believe in the project and it's like it's it's uh it's it's amazing how far that will get you um when when you might be at a low or, or something like that especially on a project that is going to be a big ordeal mm -hmm. i mean it depends on what you what you're talking about you know it's but it's like if you know like the and for me like with procrastinating i knew i knew that this thing happens with me if i if i simply just make myself like say with storyboards just like just do one storyboard tonight just do one like do draw one storyboard <laughs> and then tomorrow just do another one and like and it'll seem a little bit like a chore at first but after a while it gets to the point where i'm like coming inside going directly to my office turning on my lamp and i'm i'm just boarding and boarding and boarding and i can't wait to be there and it's sort of like mm. no, and i knew that about myself so i had to push myself to do things like that and so it's it's um I, I think that's the biggest thing is you just have to understand yourself and know what you're capable of and, and, um, and don't fight it. <laughs> that's amazing advice. Two-headed cop, and we are definitely looking forward to it. Currently on Kickstarter, nine days left. Yeah. You have plenty of opportunity to invest and hit some of the big prizes. Big stuff. I'm literally big doing rewards. it right now. Awesome. What up? Awesome. Uh, I literally thought his first piece of advice would be like, don't get married, don't have kids. <laughs> if you too can achieve your goal, probably don't get a house. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Dump all you that know, and that you're kind in. Of it, that kind, you know what? Yeah. So, don't buy a house. That is a really good piece of advice. You know, we are definitely uh, entertainment veterans here in this podcast, and we've we've been lucky to have some amazing guests on the show, and we cannot thank you enough. And uh, Thank you guys. Absolutely. absolutely. From, the, from the bottom of our heart, honestly, I mean, we're really excited for your project. Oh, thanks. It uh, really, really looks it. super fun and uh, and unique, and we wish you the best of luck. And Hopefully you, have you back after uh, I'd love after to. it's greenlit. And, yeah. And, and absolutely, yes. There. Once you have made your billions of dollars and you need some, uh, some <laughs> crowds, to our crowds animators and you'd like it to be in stereo, you definitely... Yeah, you well, if you just want to pay somebody to hang out, that's, that's cool. This guy. <laughs> this yeah. guy. You, you got that nailed down. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Really, uh, you know, our 10 listeners, seriously, just looking for something. Yeah. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, this has been Nerdtastic in 3D, episode number 35. My name is Jason Carter. I'm Jack Adam McFarlane. Josh the Broad. And I'm Derek Friesenborn. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us, Derek. You're awesome. Thanks, man. We'll You're talk awesome to you guys too. later. Nerdtastic. Nerdtastic. Nerdtastic.